how do you find your bliss? You don't. You have to let your bliss find you. And that is the quote of the day. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. Happy Wednesday to you. Today's featured speaker is Dr. Wayne Dyer, because you can't go wrong with a Wayne Dyer clip. That I know for sure. He's talking about finding your bliss. So often, we're so confused. Like, what's my bliss? I don't know what I'm passionate about. I don't really know what I love to do. I don't know the purpose of my life. And so Dr. Dyer is going to give you some tips on how to allow your bliss to find you. Here's Dr. Dyer. I think we show up here with a mission. We have tasks, we have lessons, we have things that we have to do while we're here. And for some of us, that's a very short time. And for some, it's a very long time. And some people will have 30 years experience. And some people will have one year experience 30 times. (laughs) Two different approaches. Uh, They endlessly keep repeating the same thing over again, and others are growing. It's not the same for anybody. I just talked to somebody uh, just the other day who's got 29 years working at a a plant in Indiana. And his real love, he has an apple orchard. He has 290 trees. He knew so much about apples and about all the different kinds of apples and about all the controversy about pesticides and why they have to be used and which ones are safe and which ones aren't and and how much water that you have to give them and why you just let nature do it in a certain way and where you plant them and, and when you harvest them. And he had this whole thing he had discovered about how to keep apples for six months by uh, putting them in your refrigerator and keeping them cool, but you've got to keep moisture in there. He said the moisture goes out and he was so excited about his apples. <laughs> and yet he spends 99% of his life he's doing something that he doesn't like doing. I said, your bliss is your apples, isn't it? And your apple orchard. Oh, he said, I love it when I'm out there with that. I just feel like I'm with God at that time. I said, is there any way to make this so you don't have to do this other stuff, so that you don't have to spend your life in this sort of inauthentic way where you're always thinking about how much you dislike what you're doing? Well, I've never thought about really making a living at it and all of that. I said, you know, somebody's got to buy apples, and there's applesauce that's got to be made, and there's apple pies that have got to be made. And there's, it's like if you get your bliss, if you know what it is, then it's just a matter of uh, taking some of the risks that go with it. And, uh, and why not? Why restrict yourself in any way? What I was suggesting to him was, like, give yourself a chance at that. There's two things that I think about what you're doing. You've got to love what you do, and you've got to do what you love. Everybody can do this, and I don't really think it matters too much what you're doing, but if you don't like it, you have options. The first option that you have is that you can leave it and take the risk that goes with following your bliss. And I know what your question is already. (laughs) How do I know what my bliss is? Now, I'll come to that. So what you do know is what it isn't. We always know what it isn't, <laughs> all right? For sure, that's no problem. But you can leave what you're doing, all right? That's number one. Or 
you can change around your thoughts, the 99% of who you are, about what it is that you're doing. You have that option. You can decide that if you just are not willing to take the risk or you have to stay with this or whatever, that I can change my thoughts toward it. And I can make it as creative and do all kinds of things with it and, and say, all right, I'm only going to do this for six hours or eight hours in a day, and then I'm going to get right out into my apple orchards. And, I can, and this is sort of what this fellow was doing, was learning how to go into this assembly line job that he had and do it and not have such a negative, terrible attitude about it and have fun with it and, and make it blissful. All right, so you can change, and there's lots of risks involved with all of that for some people. I think that the risks are much less than most of us realize. That they're not really risks at all after a while. They're just like adventures and their excitement, and the people who really love you and support you in your life will support you trying new things. All right? And you begin to find out that you can live with a lot less and that uh, as long as you have joy inside of you, that uh, telling yourself that you have to have a lot of stuff and a lot of accumulations and a lot of that uh, in order to live happily is really a myth for most of us. But how do you find your bliss then? To come back to that question. The answer to that is you don't. You have to let your bliss find you. And your bliss can't find you. <laughs> I mean, it sounds strange, but your bliss cannot find you. It's like your purpose. It cannot find you as long as you're filled up or clogged up with something else. Here's a wonderful story. There was an expert on Buddhism and Far Eastern religions. And he was a professor at a university. And he had written four or five books on the subject. And he was really considered a true expert. But he had always wanted to meet a particular Zen saint who lived in India. And so he traveled there with all of his books and with all of his... And he wanted to meet this particular Zen saint, a guru. And when he got there... He introduced himself, he had made an appointment, and he introduced himself, and the man was, uh, had just like a loincloth on, and he was very simple, very peaceful, very old. And the expert began talking to him about all the things that he knew about Zen and Buddhism and, and so on. And the master stopped him and said, Would you like a cup of tea? And he said... Uh, Yes, that would be very nice. And so he took a teacup and he put it in a saucer, and the man continued to talk about all of the things that he knew about. And the master picked up the tea, and he began to pour it into the cup. And the man continued talking, and then the cup was full, and the master continued to pour. And the tea poured out of the cup and onto the saucer, and as the man talked, he still kept pouring. And the tea was now going onto the floor and onto the man's pants. And finally, he stopped him and he said, Excuse me, but the cup is full. You're pouring, you know, and it's full. And, he said, and the master stopped him and said, You are like the cup. He said, You are so full of everything that you know that you don't have room to let anything else new in. And so many of us are just like that teacup. We're so full of all of the stuff that we have learned and that we've... Uh, there's no more room <laughs> to let anything else in. It's just all pouring out and just going past us and, and all outside of us. Now, if you can see that metaphor in yourself, you can begin to see that in the eyes of the beginner, there are millions of options. In the eyes of the expert, there are only one or two. So the suggestion to finding your bliss is to always be a beginner on the path. 
Never become an expert. If you're going to go out and learn tennis and you've never played it before, and someone hands you a racket and they say, now, try a drop shot this way. You are open. <laughs> you are willing. I'll do that. Now hit a forehand this way. Now, well, try it this way if you move over here. And now try it. It's like the beginner has a thousand options available to them and will try everything. But if you talk to an expert about how to hit a backhand, they only know one way. <laughs> now, that's true not just in tennis. That's true in your business. That's true in your relationships. That's true in everything in your life. Stay a beginner along the path. You can get clogged up, so clogged up with what you know and with the negativity that goes with that and all the rejection, all the judgment that goes with that because you have to reject all kinds of other points of view in order to make sure that yours is the only one that ever gets heard or ever gets used, that you don't have any room inside of you for something new and something exciting and something different and, and expanding yourself and so on. So be wary of experts, especially if you're one yourself. Be wary of yourself becoming one because then you limit yourself. And by limiting yourself, your bliss, your purpose, which is there, can't find you. It's like an artery that's clogged up with cholesterol. I mean, it just can't flow. Nothing can flow through it because it's too clogged. You've got to unclog yourself. And the way you unclog yourself is by opening yourself up and advancing confidently and doing things that make sense to you, that make you feel good, that are of service to others, that are useful to other people, whatever it is that you're doing. All right, that was Dr. Wayne Dyer. His website is waynedyer.com. He is the creator and author of so many amazing books as well as audio programs. And today's clip comes from the audio program called The Awakened Life, available at nightingale.com. It's on the Nightingale Conant Insiders app and on audible.com as well. I will see you tomorrow. If you have a chance, please rate and review the show if you're listening on iTunes and also subscribe. It definitely helps the show and I really, really, really appreciate it. I will see you tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. Peace. Thank you.